It is entirely possible to become so familiar with a text of Scripture that we miss the power and the majesty and the magnitude of what's being said in the passage. Such is the case with Romans 8, 1 through 4, for me. Recently, Elizabeth and I were reading this, we're reviewing it, and as we read, we were both struck with the reality of what Paul is saying in Romans 8, 4, and how that oftentimes the gospel that we have heard ends at Romans 8, 3. And why was that? It was a real moment of pause. And so we want to share that with you today. Romans 8, 1 through 4. Let me just read the text. Again, very familiar. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so, he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to to the Spirit. End quote. Let me just read that again. It's worth hearing one more time, and maybe I'll expound a little bit here. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Why isn't there condemnation? Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So it's in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. So that's why there is therefore no eschatological condemnation awaiting us. We have been set free from the law of sin and death. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. God dealt once and for all with your sin. Period. End of story. Past, present, future sins. Done. God dealt with the sin problem. You don't have to deal with it. You can't deal with it. Even with something as just and good and holy as the law of Moses, as your ally, you couldn't do it. it was, you were weakened by the flesh. Sin was your master. But you've been set free from the law of sin and death, he says. And God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Done deal. Now, this is where most of the gospel I have heard most of my Christian life ends, is in verse 3. And it's all good news 
For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. End quote. Jesus died for your sins. That's the gospel. It's the true gospel. But it's not the whole gospel. What's the whole gospel? It's only half the gospel. Let's consider then what Paul says next. In order that, God did all that in his son. In order that, that's a Greek purpose clause. The righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Take a pause. Think for a moment of what we just read. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Another translation might be, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. And who's us? Who is the us there? Well, it's those who are in Christ Jesus. We know that. So, we know that Jesus fulfilled the law. He said that. I've not come to do away with the law. I've come to fulfill it. And so now in Christ Jesus, God has dealt with sin in order that the righteous requirement of the law may be fulfilled in us who are in Christ Jesus, the one who fulfilled the law. But who is the us here? Well, let's finish the passage. Who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Period. What I want for you to grasp is the glory and the magnitude and the wonder that God sent his Son into the world that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in you. It's breathtaking. If you can begin to grasp it, if, if, if you're having a hard time hearing what I'm saying, please pray about it. Ask the Lord to make this real to you. Because the first thing it signals is that we have lived so far below God's intention for you in the gospel. Most Christians live so far below God's intention for them. If we believe that Jesus died for our sins and we believe that, and so we consider ourselves Christians, and then we're just hanging on until Jesus comes back, or that we die and go be with him, that all of our great blessings are waiting for us in heaven, and this life is simply a veil of tears, then we've only gotten half the gospel. And let me tell you, the devil traffics in half-truths. Half the gospel is not the gospel. It may market well. It may make it more appealing to religious consumers. But when you add verse 4, you get the whole counsel of God. You get the whole purpose of God. So let me read 3 and 4 together. God did by sending his Son 
in the likeness of sinful flesh. Let me start back. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Wow. This just struck Elizabeth and I that we had to just sit and pause, and then we just had to pray. Lord, please allow the power and the purpose of your Spirit in this text to be real in our lives. But you know what? It is real. If we're not conscious of it, if we're not aware of it, if we're not living it, it's just because we have not been taught well. We have not heard well. Let me give you a parallel text. And that is found in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21. God made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. That's where many gospel preachers end, right there. But we can't do that. We have to continue with the purpose clause. God sent his son into the world so that in him, in him, that's the key, not in ourselves, not in our works, not in our sacraments, not in our rites or rituals, but in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. The glorious exchange. So the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in you who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now let me remind you that that last phrase, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, is not prescriptive. It's not an imperative saying, you have to do this. If you do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit, then the righteous requirement of the law will be fulfilled in you. It's not a, a command. It's a descriptive text, meaning it's describing the believer. The believer is one who does not walk, or yeah, does not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Very important to understand. Those are absolutes. The believer lives in the realm of the flesh. The unbeliever, excuse me, the unbeliever lives in the realm of the flesh. The believer lives in the realm of the Spirit. And those are absolutes. You don't walk them back and forth. It may feel like you do some days, but positionally you don't walk back and forth. You're not saved one minute, unsaved the next depending on how your day is going. No, that's, that would be an awful fragile salvation. Well, God's purpose is that he has begun a good work in you and he will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And you are now been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So let me close this brief little exhortation 
with one example, just one example of what it means that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us. And that's found in Romans 13, verse 8 through verse 10. Let me read that. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Twice in three verses, Paul uses the word fulfillment. Love is the fulfillment of the law. So two things I want to leave you with here. According to Romans 8, 1 through 4, we have the righteous requirement of the law fulfilled in us because we now live in the realm of the Spirit. And the Spirit has written the law in our hearts and minds. And love is the chief marker of that fulfillment. And I just want to conclude by this. What this text tells us, sadly, is that we live far below the gospel's intention. Most preaching ends at Romans 8.3. But without Romans 8.4, we don't have the full gospel. We don't have the whole counsel of God. Second thing is, we have lived far below the love of God. Too often, we live with natural affection, familial affection, and we haven't loved as Christ loved. We haven't loved as God loves, and we can only do that by walking in the Spirit. And so, the essence of the Christian life is to walk in the Spirit, to live, in other words, in utter reliance upon the Spirit. And know who we are positionally. And then um, habituate our conduct to be in accord with that great reality. Not with who we were in Adam, but with who we are in Jesus Christ. Who we are now in Christ. So, thanks be to God. What God has done in His Son is taken our sin so that we might be the righteousness of God and that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit and who are now learning in our interpersonal relationships with one another beginning in the home to truly love and only and the only way that is worthy of the word, and that is to love as God loves. Amen.